This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's February the 4th. Uh, In this episode, I received a text message with six questions from a new listener, Jeff from Arkansas. Jeff claims that he is only one of five Astro fans in the state of Arkansas. So, uh, Jeff, thanks for listening and thanks for sending in the questions. So, we're going to go over six questions that he sent in. And I'm going to go over them right now, let you know what the questions are to get you excited about it. Uh, Number one, why aren't the Astros trading for Seth Lugo? Number two, do you think we re-sign Verlander or Cole? Number three, how early in June do you think Forrest Whitley gets called up? Number four, what's stopping the Astros from signing Tony Sipp? Number five, why don't the Astros go after Bryce Harper? And finally, number six, with the uh, deep farm system that the Astros have, uh, why aren't they able to put a package together that doesn't include Tucker or Whitley? So we'll get to that. And also, uh, Brady Rogers. Have you heard of Brady Rogers? Do you know who Brady Rogers is? We'll answer all those six questions and talk a little bit about Brady Rogers after this. All right, so let's get to these six questions. Why aren't the Astros trading for Seth Lugo? I reported somewhere near the end of December that the Astros engaged in trade talks with the Mets because they were interested in Seth Lugo. Uh, They were interested in Lugo mostly because of his spin rate, which would have been perfect for the Astros to get. And uh, so I I thought something was going to happen there, but it's been January, a whole month, a whole month and nothing has been said about Lugo. So the other day when I had mentioned that I was looking at all the other teams' websites, Uh, one question that a Mets fan asked their beat writer was about Seth Lugo. Is he going to be in the rotation or are they going to put him in the pen? So it kind of seems like he would be someone that they could trade because they don't even know what they're going to do with him. So I would have loved to have seen the Astros get Seth Lugo to see what they can do with the spin rate. Uh, Maybe that's why they got Wade Miley, because they couldn't get Seth Lugo. So I guess maybe the talks are over, and Seth Lugo is going to stay with the Mets. But the Astros may not be done. Who knows, but you figure you go a month without him. You only heard about it one day. They talked about it one day and never mentioned it again 
So I don't know what's up with that. Maybe this just, they're not going to get rid of them. All right, question number two. Do you think we re-sign Verlander or Garrett Cole? Uh, so in my opinion, if we sign either one of these guys, it's going to cost 25 to $30 million a season easily. So Verlander, I think, if I can remember, last season he was 35. That's his number, and I think I remember saying that to myself, that he had the same number. So this season he'll be 36. So one, one thing that I've said before, Verlander was with the Tigers forever. And he didn't want to get traded. It took till the last second to get him to agree to come to Houston. So he doesn't seem like someone that wants to move again. He's, he seems like he's someone that's very loyal to the team that he's with. So, however, he is 36. So it would all depend on what kind of contract he wanted. If Verlander wanted uh, $30 million a year, for four years until he's 40, uh, is he going to be good when he's 40? Is he going to be worth $30 million when he's 40 years old? Well, right now, last year he was 35 and he was well worth it. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's slowing down or getting worse. Uh, he's kind of like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's in his 40s. So it's possible, but, uh, but Garrett Cole, I think Garrett Cole is young. And he hasn't got a big payday yet. So Garrett Cole is going to want to get paid. He's going to want to get Red Sox or Yankees paid. Uh, I don't know if the Astros are going to invest $30 million a season in either one of these guys, to be honest. Uh, one reason for that, Forrest Whitley, J.B. Bukaskas, Corbin Martin, uh, Framber Valdez, Josh James, Lance McCullers. I mean, they've got so many good pitchers coming. And uh, you add the fact in that you have uh, Altuve going to start making $30 million next season. So that would be $60 million on the payroll with just two players. But pretty soon they're going to have to lock up Springer or let him go. And then I think Correa would be next. Correa is not going to stay. I know Correa is out. He's going to want max money. He's going to want a lot of money. And I don't see Correa staying with the Astros. But I do see them trying their best to lock up uh, Bregman when it's his turn to get signed. And I think Bregman's the kind of guy that'll stay. So Altuve and Bregman will be here for a while. Um, but just because of how much they're going to have to pay these guys to keep the core together and the fact that we have a whole lot of really good young pitchers coming up. I just don't see him re-signing either one of them. But if I had to pick one of them to get signed, it would be Verlander. I could see Verlander getting signed if he would take a little bit less. But uh, there's other teams that would pay Verlander 30. So I don't know. I don't think we'll sign either one of them. That, that would be my answer. So, number three. How early in June do you think Forrest Whitley will be called up? So I had to research this a little bit. Um, as long as they get called up after a certain time where it's not 172 days, they have to be 
in the major leagues for 172 days for it to count as a season. So there's one part where they can call them up in three weeks and they'll gain a year. However, if they wait for 60 days, which is June, which kind of, I guess now it's the end of May because we start the season earlier now. So he could get called up in June and not only will they have control of him for seven years instead of six, they it also affects the arbitration so it also affects how much they're going to have to pay him. So definitely it's going to be in June or right at the end of May. But uh, I, I think this all depends on how the five spot goes. I really don't know. But if he is tearing it up like he was and we're struggling at all, he's going to come up in June. Hopefully not earlier than that, but I'm good with either way. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be in June, maybe right at the beginning of, I mean, at the end of May, whatever 60 days is, that's when I see him coming up. So question number four, what's stopping us from signing Tony Sip? I have no idea. Tony Sip, I don't have his stats. I've already said it before. A very good ERA. He did good last season. Uh, he's been with the Astros for, I believe, three years. Struggled uh, 2017, had a good season last year. Uh, we don't have uh, that I know of, except Sinel Perez. We don't have any lefties in the bullpen. Maybe they're good with him. I don't know. Um, I've never heard anything about anyone related to signing Tony Sip at all. And I said the other day, like, you have Perez, and I think. I can't remember, Gujuan maybe? But like the very bottom of the bullpen, in my opinion, is kind of weak. So I thought we needed one more relief pitcher. I suggested Brandon Boxberger and maybe Bud Norris, but also Tony Sipp. Why not just sign him? Um, he got $6 million last year. Um, I, think he'd be, I think he would be worth the $6 million. However, the downside is that they just use him as a left-handed specialist. And he's he's not like somebody like Ryan Presley, that you have a very close game and you bring him in in the eighth inning. He's not that kind of pitcher. He's not someone that you can rely on. I mean, you can rely on him, but I'm talking about you've got a, a game-winning situation or something like that. He's not the guy you're going to go to. It's a Ryan Presley type player. That's what I'm saying. Uh, number five. Uh, why don't the Astros try to get Harper? So it kind of goes back to how I answered the question about uh, signing Verlander and Garrett Cole. And I know. And what he said in the question was the uh, yes, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money, but. Uh, he'll make that money back by selling tickets and the revenue from merchandise and stuff. So I do see that. I, a lot of teams can see signing Harper as a business investment. But like I said before, starting next season, Altuve is going to be making 30 years. I know a lot of teams are turned off by his demand of a 10-year contract. Uh, one thing to point out, I believe... The Nationals, before he ran off to do all this stuff, they've already offered him 
10 million, I mean, uh, 10 years, 300 million. So right there, in my opinion, that takes the Astros out of the, out of the mix. So I think these guys are asking for 10 million. I don't know about Manny Machado's situation, but I believe that's what I read that the Nationals offered him 10 years, 30 million, and the Phillies went into the meeting with him in Las Vegas willing to offer him 10 years, 350 million, and that's not something the Astros are going to do cuz like I said, they have uh Bregman, Correa, and uh, Springer, they've got to lock all these guys up. Plus, they're going to have to pay these young kids in a couple years too. So I just don't see it happening mostly because I think the Nationals already have the 10-year deal out there and the Astros aren't going to do that. So I think the possibility, I don't think it's possible but if it did get down to where he would take a five-year deal for $30 million, maybe they would do it. But like Jeff said in his text, they would have to get rid of Reddick. And I've said that before. You could uh, I can't remember who it was that I wanted to get picked up, and I said if we did this, we would have to get rid of Reddick because there's nowhere for him. But yes, if you did get Bryce Harper, we'd have to make some kind of trade that involved Reddit going somewhere. Okay, so number six question is... Uh, I don't have the questions written down. I'm just trying to remember them. But uh, with all the prospects the Astros have, why can't they make a deal without Tucker or Whitley? And uh, I think Real Muto has two years of control... So maybe if you could get him to agree to sign an extension and then make the trade or some, you know, I think you'd want to have Real Muto for more than two years. You can't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Kyle Tucker anymore, but you can't give up Forrest Whitley. No way. Forrest Whitley is, uh, he, he could be pitching for us cheaply for the next six seasons. And uh, Real Muto is two and done. So you don't give up someone like that. But the Astros have Jordan Alvarez, outfielder. Uh, Corbin Martin, who's going to be in the rotation pretty soon. Seth Beer, a very good outfielder who had a very good season. He was our number one pick last season. Uh, I don't think... I think a lot of fans are really looking forward to Seth Beer getting called up in the near future, so that would probably make a lot of them mad. But you do have him. You have Bukakis. You have uh, Abreu, who they just protected recently from uh, the Rule 5 draft. Uh, You have Framber Valdez, Rogelio, Armanteros. You have a lot of players. We had six uh, prospects in the top 100. So you take those... Tucker and Whitley away, and we got four. So they should have enough. And I always wanted them to get Real Muto. So they, you get rid of four guys. I mean, I guess you're not going to trade all four of them. But, yeah, we have four guys that are in the top 100. So there is plenty of them out there. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about. So, Jeff, I hope I did a decent job of answering your questions um, I do have an Astros podcast, uh, 
but I don't know all the answers, but I can only give you my opinions, so I don't ever know if I'm right or wrong. But uh, anyway, so on Twitter, as you know, there's been a lot of questions, not really on Twitter, but about the Astros roster. Who's gonna? They picked up Wade Miley, and so everyone's asking who's gonna be the fifth starter: Josh James, Brad Peacock. I've heard uh, Framber Valdez. So you hear these names get mentioned for that five spot, and one name that I have not heard at all to be in that five spot is Brady Rogers. So apparently his wife has a Twitter account, and she seemed pretty upset that... I wish I could find it, but she seemed pretty upset that nobody is considering her husband for the fifth spot. And a lot of people were writing to her and saying, well, we believe in you and this and that. So me personally... Like, just to throw this out there, I think the last two seasons, if I'm not mistaken, no, I don't know. I, I'm i trying to figure out how long I've had direct TV where I'm actually able to watch the Astros. But anyway, let me get, I'll get back to that in a second. So, the Astros have the Astros caravan, where, and then different things where the Astros players go around town, they go to fire stations or whatever. And I remember Brady Rogers being at one of those. And so I'm familiar with his name, but I don't really know anything about him. And so I was wondering how good he was. So So I went ahead and looked him up. Let's look at Brady Rogers and why he's not being considered for the fifth spot. So... I already covered the part about his wife. So he was a third-round pick in the 2012 draft, so he's still a young guy. Um, In 2015, he made it up to AAA, so he pitched for Fresno in 15 and 16. And in 2016, he was actually the uh, Pacific Coast League Pitcher of the Year. So that same year, he was a late September call-up for the Astros in 2016. And this is kind of what I was saying about DirecTV. And I don't know exactly why I don't remember this, but he got called up and he pitched in five games. And I don't remember this. I don't remember it at all. So anyway, uh, he pitched in five games, eight innings, 15 hits, 14 runs. He only had three strikeouts and seven walks. He had a 2.64 whip and a 15.12 ERA. So he gets pitcher of the year. They call him up and he does horrible. So 2017, he gets optioned back to Fresno where he pitches a little while and his season is uh, stopped early and he has to get Tommy John surgery. So 2016, pitcher of the year in AAA. 2017, Tommy John surgery. Uh, 2018, I'm not sure exactly how much he pitched, 
but he was three and three last year for Fresno with a 5.49 ERA. So I don't know, besides the 2016 Pacific Coast League Pitcher of the Year, what has this guy done to make anyone think that he was going to be one of the five guys? Uh, so I don't understand how you could be so mad about it. Uh, no one's talking about him. I wasn't talking about him. I'm not even considering him, and I still don't, no matter how mad she is. And I don't think it matters how good he does in spring training because we already know how good Josh James is. So I don't think there's anything he can do to take that job away from him. So get mad all you want. I just wanted to bring that up. And uh, that will just about do it. I don't know if any of you watched the Super Bowl. Super boring. No scoring in the first quarter. Three to nothing at halftime. Uh, Patriots take the 10-3 lead with the Sony Michelle touchdown. And... Uh, and then they get a field goal at the end to make it 13 to 3. Game over. That was a good drive, too, because they were at the uh, four. So they had to drive all the way down there and uh, get that field goal with the game almost over. Uh, defensive battle. Uh, what about the uh, commercials? Looking back at the commercials, uh, I like the one, I think it was Amazon. Uh, the one with Harrison Ford when his dog kept ordering dog food. That was one of the funniest ones. Um, I guess the uh, Bud Light ones are always funny. And that's pretty much about all I remember from the commercials. But I don't know if you enjoyed the game. Uh, I always have that one problem when I watch the Super Bowl. You're watching the game and you have to watch the commercials... So when do you get up to get some more food? When do you get up to get a refill? Uh, when do you get up to use the restroom real fast? The answer for me was during the game because I didn't want to miss commercials. So I chose commercials over the game, which is very crazy. But in last night's game, it kind of worked out because it was pretty boring. But anyway, uh, Tom Brady wins again. And I'm not like a lot of people that hate Tom Brady and hate New England, it doesn't bother me because it's not like he's built a super team. I find it amazing that he does it with the players that he has on there. He just, they don't go out and sign all the greatest players in the world. It's just the constant is Tom Brady and they just keep winning. And I don't know if he's, uh, they asked him if he's going to retire and he, I believe he said, Something like, I'm going to keep playing until I suck. I think that's what he said. But anyway, sorry. I know this isn't a uh, football podcast. But uh, anyway, that's it for now. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Jeff, thanks again for the questions. I did mention to him that he could make voicemails, uh, voice memos. So remember that when the season starts. If uh, after a game you want to uh, voice your comments about what happened, you can always send that in and I'll play it. So... Uh, all right, well, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.